Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Somebody needs to know that he's your father today. Do you know before Jesus nobody called him Abba? The Jews would, would not identify with, they would have been scared to be that personable with God. But after Jesus Christ, when he called him Abba, Father, then Paul told the people in Romans, you can call him Abba now. We can call him Abba now. And when I read that, I thought, God, I've taken it for granted that I could call you Abba. I didn't realize that they couldn't, and we can. Because law came through Moses, but grace came through Jesus Christ. Jesus brought the way that we could be that personable with God. He's the mediator. He's the one that stands between so we can go to the Father. Did you know when God sees you, he don't, he's not looking on your sin? The Bible says he hates sin. He can't even look on it. What's he looking at? The blood. He's looking at that precious lamb that was slain, his son. He looks at Angie, and he don't see me. He sees his son. Hallelujah. He doesn't see my failures. He doesn't see my mistakes. He doesn't see my old life. He sees newness. He sees newness of life by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that we reckon this flesh dead and we flow with the Spirit of God. Hey, Yakabah you said that the law is fulfilled by faith, God, that we fulfill law by faith, that we don't put law on people, that if we just operate in faith and be led by the Spirit of God, that's your sons of God, then we fulfill the law through faith, God. I don't have to fulfill it in my flesh. I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to do everything right all the time. I just have to be in right standing with you. I have to repent quickly when I mess up. And then I have to rise up. I have to repent quickly when I mess up. Then I have to rise up. Therefore, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We break the spirit of law off of this town, off of this church, off of all churches, the spirit of condemnation, the self-righteous spirit. I just said it in prayer this morning. He said in Romans, he said, you're a teacher. He said, you teach others not to steal. He said, but do you steal? You teach others not to commit adultery, but do you do it? 
He said, examine ourselves, look upon ourselves, and say, God, I'm a wretched man like Paul. If Paul said, oh, wretched man, who am I? How do I come out of this bondage? He had to say it. The man that wrote most of the New Testament said, oh, wretched man, who am I? I do things I don't want to do. I do things I hate, and I don't want to do them anymore. And how am I going to be free? Whew. It's not through flesh. Mama preached a message one time. God is not trying to transform your flesh. It took me a minute. It took me a minute on that one. Because we work so hard to be right. We try so hard to quit addictions. We try so hard to not sin. But if we'll just focus, the Bible says in Romans, if you set your mind on the fleshly things, you're going to serve the flesh. But set your mind on heavenly things. Set your mind on spiritual things. He said man has nothing within himself. No good thing. So the best thing I found to do is to start out saying, I'm no good. Then the devil can't beat you up all the time. You're right, devil. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm like, I'm just a worm. You're right. But Jesus, the kingdom of God lives on the side of me. He lives on the inside of me. And he's coming out and he's running you out, devil. You might say I'm nothing, but he's everything. And he lives on the inside of me. So I have all things and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not in our flesh. We're never going to come out of sin in the flesh. I'm never coming out of it when I stay in my flesh. Let's read it. Let's start with Romans 2. I'll just share this, verse 21. We don't have to read this part. He says, you teach other people, but do you do the same? You teach them to not lie. You teach them to not blaspheme. But he said, y'all been blaspheming all day because you're listening to people that blaspheme. I'm just paraphrasing it. Watching them movies with GD and this kind of stuff. You've been blaspheming all day, he said. Chapter 3, verse 27. Let's look at that one because I love this one. Holy Ghost. He's going to deliver some people from a stronghold of flesh today. I never heard that word. And when I was in prayer and fasting, me and pastor, God showed me stronghold of flesh. So if you struggle with flesh, read the book of Romans over and over and over till God gives you a revelation. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what? Law of works. Nay, but by the law of faith. I can't boast on anything that I do. Oh, I quit this. Oh, I'm better. I don't do this. I don't chew my husband out no more. I quit smoking, dipping, and roping. Whatever roping is. (laughs) Where is boasting then? By the law of faith. The only thing I can boast in is Jesus Christ. The only thing I can boast in, because he even put the faith in me. Hallelujah. Dr. Sorella teaches it. You might open this back. He teaches it. God gives us a measure of faith. I can't even work up faith. Go read Proof Producers. Faith 
is one of the fruit of the Spirit. That means it's supernatural. I can't work it up. I can't have enough faith. All I can do is yield to the Spirit of God. So he says that we are justified through our faith, not by law. Now let's look at um, chapter 6, verse 5, Romans. I love this. He was just talking about baptism and coming into the newness of life, that being buried and then you come out of that water and you come into the newness of life. What does he say after that? For if, verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, did you know when you die to your flesh that you are planted? For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And right before that, he says that if we're dead to sin, let's go ahead and read it, verse 2. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus or baptized in his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like Christ we're raised from the dead and we should walk in the newness of life. That means I need to come out of my sin. Now I'm going to be on sin today because... In order to have revival, you got to get sin out of the church. you got to get sin. A little leaven ruins the whole lump. If we're planning to gather in the likeness of his death, if he requires me to die to my flesh, I also get to resurrect just like he did. And that's not just to heaven. That's now. Whatever you die to now... You are resurrected in that. Pastor Casey stayed a virgin until he's 35 or something waiting on his wife. And he can teach people how you can wait. Why? Because he died to the flesh. So the rest of his life he has an anointing in that area. When you die to things you want, it's not just God trying to, he's not trying to be mean. He wants to use you. He wants somebody to come to life in that area so they can go set the captive free. Because he said, the spirit of the Lord is on you to set the captive free, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, to heal the sick. He's on us for a purpose. It's not just for me to feel good and then keep on going in my sin. He's on me for a purpose to get free so I can get somebody else free, which is the vision of Freedom Ministries. I told someone last week I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for purity. Purity of the heart. God, circumcise this heart. Circumcise this heart. I'm thankful that he circumcised my heart instead of the people in the flesh these days, aren't you? We don't have to do that. Hallelujah. Thankful for y'all men. Sure. Hey, verse 14. But when we die to our flesh, sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you're under grace. We're not under the law. We don't do it through the law. We don't work ourselves up to do it. And God, I've done it a hundred times. God, I'm not going to do that no more. God, I'm not going to talk back to my husband no more. I'm not going to get my flesh in that area with my daddy. God, I'm not fixing to tell him what I think of him. 
I'm going to shut my mouth next time, God, and get right back there. And they push that button and what comes out? Flesh. Why did that happen in my life? Because I hadn't died in that area. It don't mean I hadn't died in some areas. See, instead of being beat up all the time, let's find out how do we get free. Instead of being beat up all the time and doing it over and over, and there's things in our life, there's, there's long strongholds. Some things you're delivered immediately. Some things you, you know, it may be a month or two or six months later, God works that out through you, the process of sanctification. But some things... David went back and he took Jerusalem, but it took a long time. It took a long battle. Some of those battles have been long, and I understand those, so I'm not making light of the battle. I'm not making light of the battle. But let's go over here to Romans. Thank you, Jesus. Let's see if I want to start with 7 or 8. Chapter 7, verse 15. This is Paul. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I do not. But what I hate, that I do. He's saying, I'm struggling in my flesh. I do things I don't want to do. Oh, there's so much. Oh, I felt heat on me right here because God understands. He, he sees you. He sees you. He sees the battle. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, stronghold of flesh, in my flesh dwells no good thing. For to you will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. I search and search, but I don't know how to change. I don't know how to get rid of this thing. Well, one step is to realize that we can't do it in our flesh. A lot of people, you know, they do stuff in the flesh, but they battle their whole life. They have to, my brother that I just found, I didn't ever know I had, 20 years sober. He keep his coin in his pocket, but he struggles. And he's saved, but he don't know about the Holy Ghost. And I believe God put me in his life to teach him about the Holy Ghost. He'll come in here one day. He works, he lives in Monroe. I never knew he was there all these years. But God put us together. And I said, God, he's hungry. Edward's hungry. We have the same father. He's never met him. I said, he's hungry for something. God, what's he hungry for? He said, the Holy Ghost. Nobody's ever taught him the Holy Ghost. He was raised Church of Christ. And I don't know what they teach, but I know Edward don't have the Holy Ghost like that, like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he struggles. He struggles still. And he'll say, sis, just pray for me. He'll text me like three times a week. I'm going to my meetings. He said, just pray for me because he don't want to drink anymore. But you can go to a restaurant with him, and when they'll ask him what he wants to drink, and he'll say, the first time I ever went to a restaurant, he said, I would... Normally, I would get something to drink, but I can't do that anymore. See, that battle's still there. After 20 years, that's the first thing he thinks, I would like to order alcohol. So Paul says, he says, those things that I don't want to do, I keep doing them. And I know most of us have heard these scriptures before, but let's just, let's just go over them. Maybe we get a little nugget out of here. 
Sunday. Let me see which scripture that I want to go to now. I do what I don't want to do. Then he said, I find a law that I do good and evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Verse 22. I delight in the law of God after the spirit man. The spirit wants the life of God. He wants to live right. Paul's saying, I desire that. I just don't know how to do it. But I see another law in my members working against that spirit man. See, your spirit and flesh and body. The spirit and the flesh are enemies. Did you know that? The Bible says the flesh is enmity with God. The mind is. The mind's an enemy with God. He says we've got to renew it. And then pretty soon you'll have the mind of Christ and you'll be thinking like he thinks and you commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. You no longer be thinking that way anymore. Why? Because you renewed your mind. You got in the Word. You prayed. You fasted. And, and you sought God. And then pretty soon you're thinking other thoughts. And you're like, wow, I'm not thinking that way. I want to kill somebody today. Hey, I'm thinking I want to bless somebody. Make them a cake. Thank you. That ain't Angie. That must be God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Shandarabasakarabasate. Asia, can you get on the drums? Is she still here? Or she's recording? Oh, we might. I, can somebody else do that? When I say something good like that, just beat them in it. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll go in us a little better if, if we get the drums beating on it. <laughs> he said, verse 23, chapter 7, I see another law in my members, warring against the law in my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin. What's bringing me into captivity? That war. Oh, oh, oh. Which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this? This is Paul. But see, we want to say we got it all together. And um, I already got delivered of that when I got saved. Everything's. This man saved. This man had an experience on the road to Damascus, and he was killing the church, killing Christians when he was Saul, and he had an experience with God, yet he's still saying, I'm struggling. Wonder what he was struggling with. It don't really matter. See, everybody's struggle is probably different, but it's still a struggle. Amen? Sunday. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? What is the body of death? It's the flesh. Separate your flesh from your spirit man. That's why you can do good things and wonder why you do something bad tomorrow. Because the spirit and the flesh. Because one time I asked mama, how did I go ahead and preach when I just chewed her out? Because I was getting delivered. And I didn't feel no anointing. Of course, there wasn't none on me probably because I just did that to my authority. But she still made me do what I said I would do. And she said, I said, Mama, how did I do that? She said, you separated the flesh from the spirit. And that day my life was changed. Because we're beat up all the time where I just got in a fight. Well, call and apologize and get up here and preach then. Don't just don't do your destiny. Make it right and preach. 
but it set me free. And that scripture came to me. For the word of God is sharper, quicker than a two-edged sword, and it divides the soul from the spirit, and it shows the intents of the heart. So that scripture right there tells us there's a division between the soul and the spirit that we can say that's flesh and I'm not yielding to flesh. In fact, Romans tells us to yield to God. We don't, we're not dead to the flesh. We're dead to the spirit. The flesh didn't, that, nobody in the flesh that I know in all the world died for me. Jesus Christ died to me. I'm a debtor to the Spirit of God, not to my flesh, not to give in to my flesh, not to let the flesh rule. We've been teaching on kingdom here. The kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God, we yield to it. We obey the Spirit of God. We yield our spirit to righteousness, not to the flesh. See, the flesh will feel good for a minute, but it doesn't produce any good fruit. That's all we're going to have. He even says if you pray for the flesh, if you stand in the synagogue and say these long prayers, but you do it for recognition, you got your reward. That's all you're going to get out of that. There ain't going to be nothing else in heaven. And you done laid on your face maybe all day or, or an hour and cried out, and he's like, you already got your glory. Go ahead. You got the glory. I didn't. You wouldn't give me the glory. You wanted it. So you go ahead, but that's going to be all you're going to get. Unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die by the loan. You know, do you know what that means? That took me a while to know what that meant. Unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it'll die, it'll bear much fruit. That means whatever God's called me to do, I got to die to me getting the glory from it and go ahead and let that seed be planted in the earth. And then he's going to resurrect it. And then good's going to come out of it, and he's going to get the glory. But if I get the glory, that's all I have. Unless a grain of wheat die the ground, it bideth alone. So that means that's all I'm going to have, y'all. It's not, it's not going to, in eternity, nobody's going to remember what I did today. Nobody's going to remember how good I sang. Nobody's going to remember my name. Maybe, but they're going to remember what I did for eternity. God's going to remember it. He said we're going to reap the reward from it. He said he's coming with the rewards in his hand. What rewards of what I've done on this earth for him? Not what I did for myself. I know this is kind of a hard word. But we need to get sin out of our life. We need to, get, we need to see how to get free. Amen. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Chapter 8. So how do we do it? He said, there's no condemnation. Don't beat yourself up. See, we beat ourselves. That's a trick of the enemy. I'll sin, and then I beat myself up, and then tomorrow I'm going to sin again. I sin, I say I'm never going to do it again. I repent, and tomorrow I do it again. Over and over and over. The cycle of it. The cycle of defeat. One day, I got to come out of that. He said, don't condemn yourself, but he said, you in Christ Jesus walk not after the flesh. Stronghold of flesh is coming down. Walk not after the flesh. What does that mean? When I want to be mean, I don't do it. When I want to run up real quick in the traffic because somebody put out in front of me, I don't do it. When I want to talk back because they just said something about somebody I love, I don't do it. I call that the ultimate death. I call it the ultimate death when you die to your flesh 
I call it the ultimate death when you don't yield to what you want and you yield to what he wants. That's the ultimate death to me. Because, you know, we can die. I mean, I ain't going to say it's easy to die for Jesus, but can you live for him? I'm not going to say if they come in and say, you know, Jesus, some people will be like, yeah, go ahead and send me to heaven because it's easier (laughs) to die unto my flesh. But that's the ultimate death. If you can die... Jesus Christ is the ultimate death, but that's what he did. He sweat drops of blood. He's, it wasn't an easy thing to die for us. He sweat drops of blood in that garden of Gethsemane for you and me. And while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. He loved me when I was a sinner, not when I was just good and right and marvelous and beautiful. The Bible says the goodness of God brings men to repentance. It's not condemnation. Yes, we need to preach against sin. Yes, we need to say you're going to hell if you're doing this under the anointing, but not just out of our flesh because we feel good because of self-righteousness. He just said, do you tell them to do things, but you you ain't right either? Do you tell them to... To line up. See, when someone tells me to line up, you know, I used to face this a lot when I first got saved. And it wasn't preachers. It was other Christians. They would tell you how to treat your husband and tell you you don't need to do this and you don't need to do that with no anointing, all flesh. And and I shouldn't have done it, but I looked at them from head to toe and thought, you better be right. Everything about you better be right because you're telling me how to be right. Because all I could think is I know how you treat your husband. I know you ain't never home cooking for him. You ain't taking care of your children. And you're going to tell me that watching Andy Griffiths is wrong or something because I need to be in the Bible. (laughs) Hey, so if you're going to judge people, see the words the judge the words the judge, just give them the word under the anointing. I asked Pastor Pinson, I said, how do you change people? Because we was going door to door, and everybody was like, I'm saved. Slam the door in your face. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Baptist. I'm simply God. I'm this. And I said, how do you win people? She said, preach the word under the anointing. What does that mean? Out of something, so you have an anointing. See, the word's already anointed, but it's the carrier anointing that's delivering in the word. Because <laughs> if people's hearts hard against you, they're not going to receive from you. They're not going to receive a word from you. So, but if you are broken in the presence of God, if you let Him do that work in your life before you try to get them fixed, they'll listen. They'll open their heart up every time. We're almost through. I just want to read a few more scriptures. Chapter 8, verse 26. We use this all the time for prayer, but he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. What does that mean? He helps my weaknesses. Some of you today, you've struggled so long and hard. And he says the flesh is weak, but the spirit's willing. The spirit's big in you. You're not a nothing because you messed up. 
you're not a nobody because you have a rage or you have an addiction or you have um, you can't quit watching pornography. You're not nothing. You just have a problem with your flesh. It doesn't mean that you don't love God. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that I need help, God. If you've asked Jesus in your heart and you're crying, God, I don't want this. Help me. Help me. That's what Paul did. Hallelujah. He said he helps us with our weaknesses. Verse 35, Romans chapter 8. Who shall, the Spirit of God says, who shall separate you from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sleep for the a sheep for the slaughter. Nay, all these things, we are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror through him. But you'll never be a conqueror through the flesh. You may do a couple of good works, but you ain't getting no eternal words for it if you're just doing good works for yourself. But you're more than, not just a conqueror, more than a conqueror. What does that mean? He overcame evil with good. He overcame evil. And so you have the king in you that overcomes that flesh. The power of the Holy Ghost. He said in Acts uh, chapter 1 verse 8, I called you to be a witness, which means to be a martyr, uh, to be a witness for the kingdom of God. I've given you power to be a witness. I've given you power to be a martyr. To die to your flesh. In whatever way you have to, we have to die to. Amen. Somebody say, I got the power to overcome flesh. How? I overcome evil with good. When people's doing me evil, I do something good for them. He said, you're going to put coals of fire on them. <laughs> you don't even have to try to get nobody back. He said, vengeance is mine and I'll repay. He said, don't repay evil with evil. Repay evil with good. Shandarara, release that in the body of Christ, God, that we just quit building ourselves up and, and worrying about ourselves and quit having to do. I was praying last week, and I said, God, why does when, if you're helping a church, just say you're helping a church, and as soon as they can't get nothing else out of you, I'm not talking about where God called you. I'm talking about trying to bring the body together, different churches. They threw with you. And then, they don't have nothing to do with you. I said, why, God? Would you take that down, that wall down that we can't communicate because you don't go to my church or you don't? Will you take that down? And that's still a stronghold that we got to pray and fast because that's a, I said, I don't want that. I don't want that if they don't go to my church, I can't help the, the other part of the body because that's not scriptural either. Amen. So he said, we're more than conquerors. And he said, nothing can separate us. Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So you know what? If you keep sinning, he still loves you. No sin's going to enter into heaven, though, because 
He can't let it in heaven because why? He don't want your sons and daughters have to worry about a rapist. He don't want he don't want somebody stealing from you. It's gonna be perfect peace up there. So he can't let those things in heaven. But your spirit man, your long as you're crying out to him, you're in right standing with him. Because he knows, see, he knows when we mean it and when we don't. So God's not looking at your struggle of sin so much as he's looking at your heart and saying, are you crying out to me? Because eventually that breakthrough is going to come, and he's going to set you, the root of it's going to come out. And he said, when the axe is laid to the root of the tree, the tree will be fallen, and it won't be able to operate anymore. So I really don't want you to beat yourself up because you're in a struggle. I guess that's my heart today. That the stronghold of flesh, the stronghold of us doing things for our flesh would fall. That that would come down out of our life so the life of God will flow out of our body. So the life of God is what we carry every day. The glory of God. And that we can be in joy and peace and not in condemnation. So I'm going to pray. I want to ask anyone that's struggling today. It doesn't have to be a big sin or it can be the biggest sin. I want to ask you if you're struggling to come to the altar. And we're going to pray that that stronghold, that particular one that's coming to your mind right now. Joyce Meyer says deal with one at a time. She said if you want to make new habits, just start with one and do it for 21 days and then start on something else. But some things are strongholds. And it's like you try and try and try. And, it, and if you can't stop it, it's a stronghold. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Take the fear out of us to come to the altar, Lord. Take the pride out of us, God, that somebody would know we have an issue, Lord. We all have things we've dealt with or are dealing with, God. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.